One of the beacons of college football and what's right is in massive trouble. And boy, I think he might be losing his job. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Stone, let me ask you. In high school... When you were the starting quarterback for South Fork College, whether it was you in Brooklyn or you at Southern Illinois starting quarterback, what was the general initiation process for the freshman football players? What what went into to incorporating the youngsters, the youngins into the group? You know, it's <laughs> No, I like I'm just generally I I full disclosure I never played I never played organized competitive football, right? I just didn't. I know it's shocking, me being five seven maybe and 140 pounds, that uh I didn't quite achieve that from an athletic standpoint. Um but but for 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 you, your experiences, getting the young people involved, what was the initiation process? So I don't think there was anything per se on the field or in the locker room. I think for us and from my experience, it was more so the nightlife, the showing up to parties, right? Going to certain houses. Mm. Like, and if you could hang, you could hang. My experience, that's what it was as far as. So you brought them in under your wing and said, hey, guys, welcome to the family. And that was it. To be honest, yeah, we weren't as high profile, right? Playing Division One, AA ball, junior college ball, and high school ball mm-hmm. on the Treasure Coast, we weren't as high profile. Yeah, as some you were a good guys. friend. It's good. So, I guess. So, so there was no really three, four, five star guys that I surrounded myself with. So we never took ourselves that seriously, mm. if yeah, that makes any sense. Our initiation was more like beer driven or, or alcohol so driven. So binge drinking is yeah. what you're saying. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, that makes sense? Yeah, yeah, no, I understand. I understand. Um, now, Theo, you were in a, and one thing that I also, I've never really been a part of anything organized. Like, to be quite honest, ESPN West Palm is the closest thing to, like, uh, a, a significant competitive sport, like a team or even a fraternity that I've ever been a part of. Because I was never in a fraternity either. I swore those off because my thing was, I don't need to pay for friends, right? Like, that was, <laughs> that was my, that is what I lived by, okay? Uh, maybe that or the college radio station, all right? So... So, Theo, you were, and I, I, I didn't mean to disparage Greek no, life no. there. I, that was just my outlook on it. It's probably not the right approach to take, but that was always my that's line. A, that's, a, that's a very, I mean, you're not it's the only common, one that says right. that. Yeah, you're not. You're not. You, but you were in a fraternity at Hampton, I, right? I didn't pledge an actual fraternity. Did I go through processes in certain situations? Yes. Okay. Okay. Un- unspeakable processes? Sure. Unspeakable process. But, so you went through it and then didn't actually latch onto a fraternity. It, it just you the, rushed. Here's what here's what happens with at HBCUs, and really I feel like it happens with everything. Similar to Stone's experience, um, or at least for people that play football, mm-hmm. is when you get to certain colleges, especially at HBCUs, a lot of things have their processes if you're within them. So it's not just fraternity. I didn't do any fraternities. I have, my parents, my brothers did it. I was a no frat guy as well. Okay. But there were a few different things that I did join or was a part of where there were processes, not like uh, what Pat's got going on out there in, in Illinois. Now, now, before before we get to the Northwestern yeah. saga, I'm just trying to set the base oh, here because I'm the curious. What's the welcome? You weren't in a frat, right, Stone? You didn't do a frat, did you? No, I did not do a frat. Okay. I, I think it's consensus that football teams, especially right. at the college level, are fraternities. Right. So so you sense. they would come in and you would you would just put your, your tattooed arm around them and say, come on, pal, let's bang out some beer bongs. 100%. As corny and cliche as that sounds, I think the one thing we did physically with with Thanks. younger younger kids, of uh-huh. course, I, I, I partook in this, and I, I think of it, course. if you were a freshman and let's say it was, you know, your first spring or early into fall camp and, and you wanted to get mouthy or you were splitting reps with an older guy, a lot of the times things would get chippy. You'd come to the locker room. This is very normal around the college football world or just team sports in general. 
put on the gloves. You know, we had our gloves hidden in somebody's locker, and oftentimes you would throw hands. Got it. Howard Schnellenberger famously, famously at FAU practices, when he was the head coach, if two guys got in a fight, he would bust out boxing gloves right away and then referee it. So that I have absolutely heard of. Howard Schnellenberger, (laughs) he was a big believer in get out the boxing glove and let's go. That's the comparison to, I, I think, I know it sounds funny, but drinking. It's like, can you hang in a sense? Like if you did throw hands properly and you were a young cat, you weren't bothered again. You were basically in and you were able to do the things that you talked a lot about doing. Mm -hmm. Now, if you couldn't really properly throw hands yet, you were probably on a a target for a lot of us moving forward. Um, Just how it goes. Name got put on the whiteboard. (laughs) Right there. (laughs) A couple bullet points underneath. So let me, um, here's the reason I bring all of this up. Uh, So especially when it comes to the drinking, can you hang? An H word comes to mind. What What? Oh, hazing. Some of the things you hinted at, Theo, you weren't in a frat, but you sort of went through the processes. There's a word that comes to mind that probably would apply there. It's an eight. Oh, hazing. So (laughs) Northwestern, beacon of intellectualism in the North, in the Midwest. Northwestern, an institution that I grew up a mere 30 minutes from in suburban Chicago. Northwestern, who, by the way, provided to me, even as an Illinois fan, one of the most memorable moments of my young developmental sports life at age 11 when Northwestern improbably won the Big Ten and went to the Rose Bowl. Northwestern up to that point in my entire life was just an abomination, a horrific football program that did not give a damn, and then suddenly Northwestern was there. That 1996 Northwestern football team, by the way, their star was Darnell Autry. If you're of a certain age, you remember Darnell Autry, outstanding running back. You also remember the man who anchored the defense on that 1996 Northwestern football team, a man by the name of Pat Fitzgerald. Pat Fitzgerald is the current longtime head coach of Northwestern. And Stone, I think that he's been considered the uh, he, he, he's been considered the poster boy for what is right in college football. The right way to do things. The right way to treat people, the right way to build a culture, the right way to sustain consistency within a football program. Am I wrong with any of those descriptions of Pat Fitzgerald? No, you're spot on. And I think another thing that he preaches often at practice is you can check them out. All all the stuff that the social media team puts out on YouTube or a lot of that pre and post game stuff that he talks about. Accountability is one of his biggest, biggest thing that he preaches. Accountability. That's a great, great one. He talks about accountability a lot. It's sort of his buzzword, Theo. You know, football coaches have buzzwords. A lot of times it's culture, right? Or family. Family. (laughs) This one is accountability. That's Pat Fitzgerald's buzzword. Or is that Vin Diesel? Well, Vin Diesel and about 100 (laughs) Division I college football coaches. He's a coach, too. He is a coach. He's the leader of that. (laughs) Right. Right. That's a great point. He's the head coach of that entire group. Full disclosure, Southern Illinois beat Northwestern last year. We're at Northwestern. Just wanted to get that one in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I mean, Brett Bielema, that's a leader. So... (laughs) Um, this was from midweek and I didn't pay it much heed. I had heard that there was a hazing investigation at Northwestern, but I didn't really pay a ton of attention to it over the last several weeks because it's Pat Fitzgerald. How bad could it be? Right? So Wednesday, if you read about the conclusion of Northwestern's investigation into the hazing allegations at Northwestern, you would come to the same conclusion that I had been basically living by the previous weeks in the lead-up to the end of this investigation. If you read the, the, the final product via ESPN.com or the Associated Press or The Athletic, you'd think to yourself, yeah, well, all right, move on. Let me read to you Wednesday. This from Adam Rittenberg of ESPN. Northwestern's implementing several measures to curb hazing within its football program, including a two-week suspension of coach Pat Fitzgerald after an investigation found evidence to support a claim of problematic conduct. Fitzgerald, the Wildcats coach since 2006, will begin the unpaid suspension Friday. Northwestern not set to start preseason practices until early August. Other measures include no more off-campus practices in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where the team held preseason training for years, and the monitoring of the football locker room by someone who doesn't report to Fitzgerald or his staff. Fitzgerald said in a statement that he was, quote, very disappointed 
to learn of the hazing allegations. Quote, Northwestern football prides itself on producing not just athletes, but fine young men with character, befitting the program and our university. He said, we hold our student athletes and our program to the highest standards. We will continue to work to exceed those standards moving forward. The university commission investigation launched in January found that one claim from an anonymous whistleblower was supported even though player accounts varied and there was not sufficient evidence that coaches knew about the conduct. According to an executive summary, the hazing incidents occurred in the team locker room and possibly started at Camp Kenosha where Northwestern had spent about a week of the preseason until 2020. Sounds pretty vanilla, if I may say so myself, right? And To come to the conclusion, and this was a very high-profile law firm that Northwestern hired, uh, errant Fox Schiff LLP to conduct the investigation, high-powered firm in Chicago. They handed down, based on the findings, Northwestern handed down a two-week suspension for Pat Fitzgerald, not during fall camp, not during the regular season, but in the absolute deadest part of the college football season, which is, well, early and mid-July. So based on that, Theo, you would say to yourself, well, there's not much here. Let's look forward, right? Yeah, of course, man. You know, unpaid vacation two weeks out of the summer in Illinois. Yeah. It's, I mean, honestly, if you're, and you trust Northwestern, right? Like Northwestern, that is the the Harvard, the Princeton, the Yale of the Midwest. Mm. This is where the finest aspiring journalists go to. This is where the finest uh, dabblers in literature head to, doctors and lawyers. I mean, Northwestern is it in the Midwest. Trust me when I tell you, anybody who was anybody in my graduating class, they went to A, Northwestern, or B, the University of Chicago. Those are the premier Midwestern universities, don't okay? Do, don't do Valparaiso like that. Well, Valparaiso was good. Um, uh, Valparaiso, uh, we'll put it this way. My Uh-oh. degree probably not worth as much from Valpo as it was in Northwestern. I will say I'm as talented as any any journalist or media person who comes out of Northwestern. Boom. I'll say that. Well, you're a Syracuse, Valpo guy? Syracuse, I'm coming for you, too. I'm a Valpo guy. I didn't guy. know he was a Valpo guy. It's the Valpo first guy. I'm hearing of this Valpo crusader. I, trust me, if I would have gone to Northwestern, you know what this guy would have done? Thrived. <laughs> thrived. <laughs> you see you in a, in a purple sweater right That's now? That's right. Thrived. Go Wildcats. <laughs> okay? Um, so, so, hey, it's Northwestern. They obviously have their finger on the pulse. They do everything the right way. This is high end. This is A class right here. So, all right, two week suspension to Pat Fitzgerald. All right, well, he got his punishment. We move on. It's Northwestern. It's Pat Fitzgerald. It's accountability. It's in the entire thing. Well, you know how I mentioned the journalists that come out of Northwestern, um, the Medill School of Journalism? Mm. Mm. There's a reason that the Medill School of Journalism has the reputation of being one of the finest in the country that develops some of the great sports journalists and news journalists and political journalists that we have in the uh, fine United States of America. It's because they know what they're doing and they're taught well. Mm. And unfortunately for Pat Fitzgerald and Northwestern, those who have received an education at the Medill School of Journalism at Northwestern, they decided to do their own separate reporting. Mm-hmm. Let me read you this, and I want you to remember what we read, all vanilla ice cream component of it from ESPN.com from Wednesday. This was from Saturday. This is from the Daily Northwestern, the student newspaper at Northwestern. A former Northwestern University football player told the Daily some of the hazing conduct investigated by the university involved coerced sexual acts. Huh, weird. Didn't hear about that in ESPN.com and from Northwestern. A second player confirmed these details. Good journalism. You get a second source to confirm. The player also told the Daily that head coach Pat Fitzgerald may have known that the hazing took place. Quote, I've seen it with my own eyes, and it's just absolutely egregious and vile and inhumane behavior, the player who asked to remain anonymous in the story said. The former player said he reported his experiences to the university in late November 2022. He alleges that much of the team's hazing centered around a practice dubbed, quote, running, which was used to punish team members, primarily freshmen, for mistakes made on the field and in practice. If a player was selected for running, the player who spoke to the Daily said they would be restrained by a group of 8 to 10 upperclassmen dressed in purge-like masks who would then begin dry-humping the victim in a dark 
locker room. Huh, this seems significantly different from the ESPN.com story. Mm. The Daily obtained images of whiteboards labeled Runs Giving and Shrek's List, containing a list of names indicating players that the player said needed to be ran. The player said the tradition was especially common during training camp and around Thanksgiving and Christmas, which he said the team called Runsgiving and Runs Miss. According to the oh former player, God. team members allegedly identified players for running by clapping their hands above their heads around the player. The practice, the player said, was known within the team as the Shrek clap. The Daily obtained a video of a player clapping his hands during a game, which the anonymous player said was the same motion taken to signify running. According to the player who spoke with the Daily, Fitzgerald repeatedly made the signal during practices when players, specifically freshmen, Uh made a mistake. Uh Uh-oh! The player believes some players interpreted Fitzgerald making these signals as knowingly encouraging the hazing. The second player who spoke to the Daily, who also asked to be anonymous, said he witnessed those actions occurring. Now, all of this is problematic in and of itself, right? All of this is potentially an issue, and it would suggest that Pat Fitzgerald knew what was going on, right? Yeah, yeah. The report... Or, uh, someone who does not report to the coaching staff now required to monitor the locker room. The team must end all practices at Camp Kenosha. In addition to running, the whistleblower alleged that he witnessed the team participate in other hazing traditions in which freshmen were forced to strip naked and perform various acts, including bear crawling and slingshotting themselves across the floor with exercise bands. In a once-a-year tradition dubbed the car wash, the first player said that some players would stand naked at the entrance to the showers and spin around, forcing those entering the showers to, quote, basically rub up against a bare naked man. Upon entering the showers, the player alleged that players set up a hose they connected to the shower to spray people. Quote, it's extremely painful, the player said. The player also alleged that he witnessed and was forced to participate in what he called a naked center quarterback exchange, wherein a freshman quarterback was forced to take an under center snap from a freshman center while both players were naked. The player said that on one instance, another player was, quote, very vocally adamant about not wanting to participate in this exchange. Older players threatened to run him if he refused, and there was no other option, according to the player. The second player confirmed these allegations. According to Northwestern's definition of sexual misconduct, sexual assault, sexual exploitation, stalking, dating, or domestic violence, and sexual harassment are all prohibited. These acts, the NU football player alleges, qualify under the university's definition of sexual violations. Now, in light of this, the university president yesterday came out and told the athletic, "Ah, perhaps I wasn't diligent enough when determining the punishment for Pat Fitzgerald. Now, then, The Athletic was sent a letter by the Northwestern football team standing up for Pat Fitzgerald, Mm. um, uh, commenting about the greatness of his character and why this is being blown completely out of proportion. It was signed, the entire Northwestern football team. No signatures. No one knows which players this came from. We're just assuming it's the entire Northwestern football team. Did they check Pat Fitzgerald's handwriting? Make sure right. it wasn't. <laughs> well, it was typed out. It was typed out. So who knows who yeah, that would have come anybody. from. Uh, needless to say, what I just read from the, the student newspaper at Northwestern, just a little bit more detailed, a little bit different than the... ESPN.com story where the university said, well, investigations wrapped. Pat, why don't you take the next two weeks off? Maybe you go up to Kenosha. Uh, Enjoy some cheese curds. Hang out with your family, and we'll see you back here in time for camp. Okay? Thumbs up. Good times. High five. That's what that was. I don't know. Yeah. Um, This is a problem. This is a problem. Now, I will fully admit, Theo, and I already have, I have never been... I have never been in a in a, a a football locker room at a competitive level. Okay. Yeah. Outside of media purposes, I haven't been there for for uh, the the after practice shenanigans, the pre practice preparation, yeah. the uh, the pep talks, all of these things. In my years of being a Division One college football broadcaster, I I have not been part of these these things on a game day or on a practice day. Okay. I'm on the periphery for that. Nor have you, no, right? No, no. Now, Stone has. Stone has. 
Stone, to you. Now, I, as an outsider, find this to be extremely problematic. I, as an outsider, find this to be uh, pretty, probably borderline, if not pretty explicit, sexual assault here. If you're having guys on the football team saying, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, there's naked men, he is being forced to, um, uh, or else he faces further punishment, come in close contact with naked men, maybe even making uh, physical contact with naked men. That, to me, suggests that that's sexual assault. That, to me, is barbaric and doesn't need to live in the football world. Now, you spent a lot of time in a football locker room. Are things like this fairly common? Every school, every state, every conference, every division, every team, every uh, whether it's NAIA, Division Two, II, Division Three, II, Division One, Division One AA, of course, the answer is yes. Unequivocally, yes, these things are happening. You're, you're willing to say every team, every league, every division. I am. These things happen. And, and I think the tough part— So for, they happen at Southern Illinois. Oh, I mean, 100%, right? And, and, and I was educated by you and, and a few of our uh, you know, my, my supervisors and all these things. Like, hey, you know, no, 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 no name-dropping. Today, like we got to keep you on the uh, <laughs> on the payroll, on yeah. the, on, on the yeah, payroll, on the straight line. So I'm having a tough time. But what I what I think's most interesting is, you know, we we always talk about our demographic here, right? You know, predominantly a, a little male, right? Sports radio, age forty and and up. Like everybody who has been in the position that I've been in, and just in this case, you guys necessarily haven't to to, to my degree it's yeah. at the college level. You were a Division One college football quarterback, yeah. Is laughing like. Like they, I, 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 they find this funny, and I, is that right or wrong? That's not to be well, said. No, but it, it is to be said. It's wrong. It, it, sure, I, it, it's not an opinion. It's, it's, it's wrong. But what happens is when you're reading off these examples of what they're doing at Northwestern, every single person who has played college sports, male, female, whatever it is, any division, is immediately has things running through their mind of, of what they did or what they watched something qu- Even if it's not to this extent, there's been questionable behavior exactly based off of what we just read. Like, this happened organically with, with people that I played on teams with. As soon as this report dropped, it became a joke to a lot of the people that I played with, and things were sent. Pictures, like all of these things were sent very similar to the things you're reading off. Not to that extent. Like or, a boys will be boys kind of thing. Like, what? hey man, this is this is what happened. Sucks that it's happened in Northwestern. Yeah, when, when, when you put all the extra words around it, like the sexual abuse and this, like it makes it a little uncomfortable, but it's just not how the it's, boys will be boys see it. Okay. All right. No, that's fair. Like I am fully, trust me, I've, I've been around locker rooms, not in them. Around locker rooms, I understand the boys will be boys thing. Okay? I understand that. Just to my sensibilities, when it comes to... And, and you hear... And, and Lane Kiffin used to talk about it a lot at FAU. And it, coaches will say, hey, the players police themselves. Police themselves. Police themselves. I never took it as the policing being, hey, this dude was being a jerk at practice, so we made him strip down to his package and bear crawl along the locker room uh, uh, perimeter. Like that that never occurred to me. I don't know. I I I understand what you're saying and when you're in it, you you've lived it, you have a bit of a a numbness to it. I understand that stone. To someone like me, to someone like Theo or someone who didn't play especially high school or college football, I think this stuff is complete nonsense. I think Pat Fitzgerald I think it's pretty clear based off this. If he's making the signals uh, yeah, for this yeah. this this running during practices or during games, like chances are this dude knew. Apparently there are photos. There are photos. ESPN has received them of in the locker room at Northwestern on their whiteboard running the punishment. That's the punishment. That's yeah. the hazing. Running yeah. and then bullet points that say naked bear crawl, naked slingshot. Like if that stuff's in the locker room written out, Pat Fitzgerald unequivocally knows about it. Sorry, I'm not going to let him say otherwise. It's it's hard to to play innocent right now if you're Pat Fitzgerald. And it's also like even the terminology that's being used, like to say we're going to run him, like that's terminology that I hear people use when talking about, you know, there's a couple other words after running them, and especially with you being held down in eight to ten guys. Eight eight to are ten, dry humping you dry humping in a you. dark locker room? Um, like that in and of itself, that, that's sexual harassment. It There's no other way to – it is sexual harassment. If it's consensual, if if you're agreeing sure. to be ran, then sure. yeah, then yes, yeah, sign right up and you but guys when can you're, run each other to when death. When you're being hazed – 
That stuff's rarely consensual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey guys, please haze me. Please. <laughs> please. I earned it. I mean, that doesn't work you know like what? that. I dropped that pass. I, you know what? Yeah. Uh, hey. You know what? Hey, hump away. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's most insane about what you just said? Ironically, to me at least, it is consensual. And it sounds just bombardic because, for me to say. But you're saying it from a standpoint of, hey, that's just how it's always been. You're a part of the family. I did drop that pass. I did miss study hall. I did fail the chemistry class that nobody else in my freshman class did. Yeah. I'm an idiot. I don't want to say, quote, unquote, now, come now on, guys, dry hump me. Yeah. Like That's not what I'm saying. But you are consensual in a sense so, you're a part of that family you earned your question. way in you're, you're correct right. it's not the you know the standard way of doing things but i am i am i'm trying to be sensitive to the fact that i understand that there is a and i i hate boys will be boys i hate that but i am fully like stone you we have worked together long enough for you to know that i hate that but i also like i i i get that it exists and there are many it exists who are okay with that. It exists. It, it, it's going to exist. The only the only part of it that is that makes it slightly non-consensual, or not even slightly, it's very non-consensual it's consensual. if you don't consent to it. Yeah. The part of it that is problematic is if, let's just say you are a high school senior whose dream it was to go play Northwestern football, and, you know, obviously there's some things that probably went down at your high school, but maybe you were a big dog on campus, didn't have to take part in it. Now you go to or Northwestern. Or you were delivering it. Or you were delivering right. it. Maybe. You never had to take it. You were delivering it. And maybe it. you were delivering it to a lesser extent. Maybe it wasn't running people, but maybe it was just like, oh, we're going to jump you or something. You know, like something smaller. Tie you to the goalposts. Or, or, or spin the towel around. And, yeah, and, and hit and you with the towel. Of, yeah, yeah. Stuff that tail. is more common or, or more Everybody's taking accepted. a towel to the ass. Yeah. For, yeah, yeah. for sure, boys will be boys. So, yeah, boys will be boys. Maybe you come from that town, whatever. It's not so crazy. And then you go to Northwestern, and you do want to be a freshman in this Northwestern locker room. You do want to become a, a wildcat and live out your dreams. And your two choices are either I can, like you said, let's just use the quarterback center uh, naked exchange thing. Either I can do the naked exchange with the quarterback center thing, or my only other punishment is eight to ten guys are going to strip me naked and dry hunt me. Yeah. So I don't think that you can say that it is, even if that is how it is there, I don't know if you can say it's consent because that wasn't what Pat Fitzgerald walked into your living room and told you and your mom right. when he was recruiting you to become right. a wildcat. There's no way Pat Fitzgerald sat down in uh, in a home in Waukegan, <laughs> Illinois, and said, hey, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, I just want you to know that if your son gets out of line, yeah. don't worry. He's going to strip butt-ass naked and <laughs> slingshot across the locker room floor. We all have this handled, and oh he will come God. out a man. And, and there's no way. And no, that's now, the only part of it that becomes non-consensual. Just because can I hear you, that? Like, if I came here to ESPN West Palm and that was the way y'all punish people for, like, missing a show or something, I'd be like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to work here anymore. Well, Theo, I've but, got bad news for you. But, <laughs> but it, Thank God I haven't missed any shows yet. So, so let's play this scenario out then. So Pat was in the living room with my mother and my father. Let's say my father played at... Virginia Military. Yeah. Let's say he played football. He was fullback at the Virginia Military Institute. Was he really? No. Oh, okay. It wouldn't shock me because no. he's a tough dude. No, he was not. Okay. Fullback. Let's say Pat Fitzgerald is in my living room and he's saying these things. We are going to, you know, give your son the naked slingshot treatment if he misses class. My dad then goes, <laughs> that's it. Ben, that, 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 that's all you got for for Timmy. See, and, but this is where so so yeah. is this real? Yeah, is this where true. what Stone is talking about? Like, that's it's possible. not just Stone. What a, he's being a scumbag. I can't. It, like, this is an institutional in at places. I I I'm not willing to go every school, every place like Stone did. But this is an institutionalized behavior yeah. that I think some people, many people, especially in the football world, maybe even the military world right. definitely in the military they're used world. to it and this is just how it is right and so it, it it's it's a difference in i suppose whether you've been in it whether you haven't been in it and where your sensibilities lie i'll be open in fact you can call me a wuss you can call me soft you can say oh there's ken just being uh uh a, a weak old progressive but for me like, that is just totally unacceptable. There are so many other ways to police one another and hold people accountable than having them stripped naked. Like, what are we doing? 
what are we doing here? And I promise you, if that is done, like forget a football team, if that's done in the privacy of someone's home, someone's parented like that, you know what's happening? DCF is coming two weeks after and taking your kids away. Like, right. Straight up. You definitely can't do that at home. When, no. When, when guys in your positions are looking for motives, and we had this discussion prior to going live on the air, you're looking for motives. And you had just said, why? Like, like why? It's, it's hard to answer. It, honestly, the answer's in the ether because the only perspective that I can give is I was at Southern Illinois for five years. The only time you go home are during Thanksgiving and during Christmas to New Year. Those are the only times you can typically go home. Whether you're out of state, you can take that flight. Those are the only two times out of the year. So you take those, what, 10 days out of the year and times 365 times the five years, like – you are in a locker room or in that football facility with your 100-plus teammates and coaches 24-7. Fall camp's about to start. We're going to get pictures. You're going to see them fluctuating all over social media. Kids bring in their air mattresses. Like, you sleep in the locker room in the facility 24 so, hours out of the day. You do not go home. There's a bond you. that develops because it's sort of like, hey, this is my crew. All right. This, this is, is all I know. These are my fraternity brothers like these are my people so when you're asking why we're doing naked quarterback center exchanges it's because we spent the six hours already playing madden and playing ping pong and and, and doing all of these so things it's time, time to move on to the, <laughs> time to move on to the ball cupping so yeah. it's play. time to get naked and like quarterback anybody center hey, you know what exchanges. i'm sick of ping pong i'm sick of nintendo switch what do you want to do oh, i don't know i want to squat under a grown man's package <laughs> here's it's, the thing though here's the thing like, th- like that might not even be hazing it might be naturally being done because uh oh because yeah. here comes the the fifth year senior linebacker who's known as the ass slapper and if he catches you with your pants pulled down you're getting slapped like th- that's that's just a given that's i don't know true. this is a world i just don't true. get apparently but I, i'll say this like i grew up in a household two brothers we spent 99 percent of the time with each other our whole lives never never and i mean i spent more time with them when i went home guess who was home them like never did it come across our minds to strip each other naked and dry hump each other for punishment. Bro, like, it is so good to see you. Can you take off your pants so I can receive a, a direct snap from you? Under center, not a shotgun kind. No, we've already okay? got done playing Matt. We're not out of the pistol. We're going to be yeah. under center. Now, when I'm when, when we're talking about, can you weren't willing to go as far as I would and say every sport, every team, every division, male or female, right? What went viral last week? That would be the NBA star Jalen Green yeah, yeah. in his college. I don't know where he went to school. But that was super. You're right. That yeah. was at. That was high school. I that think, was actually. two men without a shirt on, and that was some of the most extreme dry humping that we've ever seen. And oh it blew God. up, but and it went I'd viral. I'd be willing to bet it was consensual. It, it was, was part of a thing they were doing. It was very consensual. But and it was of course, them- they were laughing. If you yeah. screw up as a freshman, and your punishment is to be dry humped. Yeah, like that's not consensual. See what I'm saying? Like, it's one thing if like if it's one thing if like Theo's like Ken, so good to see you, bro. Hey, you want to hump it out? I'm like, sure. Yeah, that's one thing. That's it's okay. another thing. That's right? okay. Yeah, it's another thing if I'm like Stone, you sucked on the show today. Now go in the corner, <laughs> and I'm gonna hump you for punishment. That's different. That's not good. That's, that's not okay. different. So for me, one Pat Fitzgerald needs a more significant punishment to to me, even without. Even without the university taking the new information into account, I think two weeks during the deadest part of the college football year is a total cop-out, cover-up nonsense, ridiculous move that does nothing but undercut the president of Northwestern. What should happen to Northwestern head coach Pat Fitzgerald after the fact? Um, If there's whiteboards... And outlines of this punishment of the running of the Shrek's list and what happens during that. Um, I think he needs to have a damn good explanation because I think he lied when he said, oh, I didn't know about it. I didn't know about it. And then you start talking about Pat Fitzgerald's job. Mm, mm. As respected as he is, I think Pat Fitzgerald better have a hell of a great explanation or this dude is fired. I also want to hear from those of you that have played football have been in those locker rooms. Uh, you heard everything I read. Uh, how how sensitive are you to that? Is that just how it is? Am I overreacting? What should happen to Northwestern head coach Pat Fitzgerald? And what were your inclusion rituals when you were in locker rooms, whether it's high school or college? 888 760 
888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. What should happen to Northwestern head coach Pat Fitzgerald? And what were your inclusion rituals when you were in competitive sports? That locker room setting. Stones flat out said, none of the stuff that's been exposed at Northwestern is anything I'm foreign to. I've seen it happen. I've been a part of this. That's just the culture. Me? I think that if you want to call it sexual assault, I think you can call it sexual assault. I don't think you're going out on a limb if it's not consensual. And 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 the places that Stone's mentioning, like maybe it was consensual. Yeah. It's just like, hey, this is part of the deal. Because even the victims may be like, hey, this is part of the deal. This is part of the deal. I know how it is. Yeah. But it's clear that this was not part of the deal for the whistleblowers at Northwestern. So I'm just curious, what do you think should happen to Pat Fitzgerald, and what were your initiation processes when you played competitive sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. So I want to be clear about this. I am fully cognizant of the fact that in a world outside of my own, the good athletes, competitive, played sports well, locker rooms world and again I never occupied that space okay I understand there is a a certain culture that locks in and it's uh hey this is just how it is and this is where the issues we see at Northwestern here come to be like Stone has and, and I give Stone credit because he knows on this show not going to be unpopular for him to uh, it's not going to be popular for him to say hey I can we did the same stuff alleged to Northwestern. We've done that at other places. I was at a, as a player. Like you just, if you're in it, you're in it. Like, that's just sort of what it was like, and everybody had an understanding. But Stone, you realize that even though that's a culture and there's an understanding, and guys just go along with it, the boys will be boys. That from a from a a, a human perspective, it's pretty borderline illegal right like it's not good it's not good from an outsider's perspective like that that by legal definition is is abuse 100 percent. that is understood and i guess the only rebuttal that i would have or the only you know thing that i can throw into the ring to help me a little bit when we're talking about consent i i think you you have to understand that there are typically a freshman class is built of 16 kids right Mm -hmm. we're just using football for example those 16 kids come in. If it is up to the seniors who are, you know, the leaders in the hazing, it's it, it, it takes you about a day or two to realize which kids you can mess with and which kids you can't. So the ones you understand might be the the whistleblower types that they're put in a different category and and they're not involved in the car wash. They're not involved in the slingshot. Like I I think I can confidently say that. Like you, you're not going to do this to kids that you know it would be a problem. You do. It to the kids that you felt out and that you understand are going to think it's funny and that are going to allow you to do these or allow to partake in these things. So, yes, it's not you know consensual a lot of the times, but you're still playing your hand correctly. Like, if you're involved in it, you're involved. The, the ones who I think are, are going to get us in trouble if we do this, yeah, we're not going to mess with those kids. If that makes sense. It, that makes a, What he's saying makes a lot of sense because that's with life in so many different scenarios. Absolutely. Like, they can either handle it or they can. That goes in any walk of life. Right. And then, and then you'll – and then we talked about this again off air. You'll have a certain level of respect for those who do join you in those activities, and you'll probably either – you'll treat the other ones a little differently, but you still let them walk. You're not going to force them into those activities. You just treat them a little differently because they don't – Partake. I guess Bingo. what I find to be a little bit off-putting, though, is this investigation was done at Northwestern, and the person in charge of the investigation, her final report, said uh, there was no clear, there was no uh, clear individual or individuals uh, that could be identified as the core group of those performing the hazing, which means that all of these people, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No snitch. I don't know. Yeah, right. And from a football standpoint, like, hell yeah, we got our boys back. But from like uh, the person who was the victim standpoint, 
That's not good. That's a problem. And for the university president to read that and just be like, hmm, okay. An institution of finer learning. Hmm, okay. Two weeks, Pat. Uh, you're not working anyway, so uh, take your two weeks. Like That, to me, is problematic. And then is the coach, according to the whistleblowers, this coach is making the, the signal for the hazing during practices, and there's whiteboards in the locker room. If he's aware of it, even if he's not aware about the, the naked stuff, the uh, alleged sexual assault stuff, the stuff that borders on that, that's majorly problematic for Pat Fitzgerald. Because any inkling that he knew or was spurring this on, hey, seniors, <laughs> clapping his hands, the thing above his head, to me, that's fireable. That is fireable in 2023. It, it, it has to be, especially if it's proven that he's known about it. And it because they have to kind of set an example, but also on top of that, um, with this whole Pat Fitzgerald and, and, and internal investigation thing, maybe it is plausible deniability for the president because if it's an internal investigation, he could have just hand-selected five, six seniors that said, oh, no, nothing happened. Right, but you understand why it looks lazy for the university president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's not good. Like you've got to hold your accountability. You're the university president. You've got to hold yourself to a higher standard than also, hey, here's your punishment, and it comes during <laughs> the time of year where you're doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like, that's a problem. Uh, B, from Boston, on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, B? Hey, what's going on, guys? Happy University alum. Um, class of '97. I've Hampton? seen it. It's, it's Hampton University. That's right. What up? What up, Pirate? 2015. Oh. What's going on? I'm <laughs> talking to you. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. That thing it goes on. It's just part of what what it is. And you guys are talking about sports, but listen, I played basketball and football for like 32 seconds, and I was on student government. Mm -hmm. We had a process. Yep. Student leadership. We had a SLP. process. <laughs> so it's like. Everything at an HBCU had a process, and it's not all. It's really supposed to be fun and games until it's not. So the problem is that when you get that kind of like mass hysteria, and it just catches too much momentum. But except for pledging a fraternity, it's really supposed to be kind of like a respect and initiation. Sure, it's not supposed to get to the point where you know investigations got to happen. There's a lie, but There's then you know. Yeah, and you can say no. Like, yeah, you right. can definitely say no. You can tap out. You may not get all the love the next day when things are going on or whatever. But I, in my experience, I was always able to tap tap out. Like, I did pledge a fraternity, and there was one occasion where I thought a guy who had a reputation was iron for me, and I charged back at him. Mm -hmm. And I and it didn't happen again. I gained his respect sure. because I wasn't going to take it. Sure. You know, I had a line. He crossed it. You know what I mean? So. It's not consensual with all this sexual stuff that's happening. That's this funny business. Yep. But for the most part, like, you should be able to say, nah, I I'm not down for this. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, at least at HU, we never had that, that thing where, no, you're going to go through it. You right. Have that. right. And that's where, and B, appreciate that. And I think that's wildly reasonable. I think that is absolutely reasonable. Like, I'm not trying to act like I've never been part of a situation where there wasn't an initiation process, right? Um, but... When, and I think B put it well, you need an opportunity to say, I ain't doing this. And the, the whistleblowers specifically who are talking about the quarterback center naked exchange and one of the participants clearly isn't comfortable with it. And then those who are, are conducting this hazing say, no, if you don't do this, then it's back to this part of hazing. That's where there's an inherent problem with all of this. It's a really, really, really underrated point from B, and you kind of just harped on it too. You can say no. Mm -hmm. Will it be popular the next day? Will you get some crap for it the next day? Yes. But you can say no. I'm sure, again, I throw out a lot of arbitrary percentages, but it's a very small percentage of kids who are being forced to go take that snap under center naked. Like, if you're saying no... You're just, like I said, yep. going to catch a lot of flack the next day. But, but you can say no. Everybody can say no. You cannot do that. They're not forcing you physically because right. that's, that's just an entirely different thing. That's but, very weird. But that's where it takes, again, you, there are certain situations where people are forced or coerced outside of them saying no. And that's where it takes the veterans, the seniors, the leaders, the people who are Someone doing it to have one up. smart guy in yeah. the room. And I think that happens most of the time. It happens that most happens. of the time. But then there are times where it doesn't happen, and those become the more problematic Got situations. It. When it's like 
consensual hazing and everybody involved is like, cool, this is just part of the process. I want to be like y'all. It's all good. But then there are times. There uh, are times where it can go haywire. What I would say, though, is, and who am I, right? But uh, for those who are in a football setting or a locker room setting and this whole boys will be boys thing and it's normal part of the culture to do naked things, <laughs> I would, if I were a, a head football coach, right? If I were a head football coach, this is just me. And you know, and you say, hey, the players police themselves. And you understand that maybe, like when you played back in the day, there's an initiation process. Come here, freshman. Let's, let's uh, incorporate you into the group here. Give you a swirly. Right. Like, keep the clothes on. <laughs> right? Like, you don't have to do things that require hitting or whipping or slapping or packages, right? Like, yet there are ways to do this without it becoming a legal issue, right? Like, you can still have a culture and an initiation without, by definition, it being illegal that could lead to, like, prison time, right? So all I would do is if I, if I was a head football coach was say, hey, veterans, I'm okay with you having this process and holding people accountable, Pat Fitzgerald's favorite word, but let's get rid of the, oh, I don't know, assault stuff. That's just me. That's, well, that's just me. Stone, wouldn't you say y'all are naked a lot, though? I was. So you, it would have, you beat me to the punch. I was yeah. going to say a good 50% of the time you're in the locker room, you are without clothes. Well, then make sure that there isn't um, uh, hazing and or initiation stuff happening when it's naked time. And, uh, okay? But it's always naked time in there. But, it's always no, naked no, time. No, I don't get but, but But if you're, if you're telling people, hey, in order for this to happen, you have to be naked, or if you're touching yeah. somebody and it seems right. unpopular. Like, to me, this all seems like common sense, but I've also been 18, 19, 20 years old. And, okay. And I think the line between what's right and what's uh, in common sense and uh, what's not right gets blurred a lot when you're 20 and you're dumb as hell. And all I, them I, hormones raging. I, I think another underrated point in all of this, too, I, I've been a part of instances where I guess you would call it the rat tail, right? Where you, you spiral the wet towel and you're whipping kids and whether the that. thigh or the. Yeah, everyone hates it. I've been a part of instances where, you know, it's post-shower, it's post-practice, and a coach wanders in and partakes in the rat-tailing, too. And, and, and it's funny. Everyone's all, get him, get him, coach. Like, so, so these guys have been a part of it themselves when they played, so it's not weird to them. Nothing is weird to them. Mind you, this is a 52-year-old man around uh, a 100 naked kids, and he's rat-tailing, whipping Like, this is just... It, it, it's weird. I didn't realize. But it's not. I, I didn't realize. I did not realize football was so homoerotic. I mean, I got to say, I've had my eyes open. When, when Stone was telling me a couple of months ago, you have got to see Top Gun. You have got to see Top Gun. I didn't know what he was talking about. I thought he was talking about, like, the fast planes. But, no, he was talking about, uh, he was talking about volleyball. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, look, <laughs> not a, the, the more you say. I mean, Stone, I'm with you. It's hot. The more you say. The more you say that, too, it reminds me back because I didn't play college ball, but like high school basketball days, like, yeah, it got it would get a little weird in the locker room, even in high school basketball. But you know who it got weird between the people who wanted to get weird, who were cool with it getting weird. Right. And if you was like, nah, don't come around me with all of that. Someone's got to Someone has got to have common sense. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be common sense. And if if Pat Fitzgerald, he has this group and he knows that this stuff is happening. And nobody in that group that he knows is holding people accountable has that common sense. That's as much on Pat Fitzgerald as it is on anybody. Like, sorry, that's what you sign up for. Especially, especially at that level of college football and especially at that institution. I'm not convinced that dude's coaching Northwestern this year. That's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Literally 10 minutes ago, Bradley Locker, Northwestern student journalist for The Daily. This is his tweet. A recent former Northwestern player confirmed to me that the allegations of sexual hazing are, quote, 100% true, end quote, and that the issue is, quote, widespread, end quote. I mean, if that's the case, Pat Fitzgerald is aware. It it cannot be widespread within the program for a guy who's been there since 2006 
This is his program, his culture, and yeah. he doesn't know about this. The sexual hazing. It's not just the hazing. It's the sexual hazing, the potential uh, like sexual assault stuff. I think Pat Fitzgerald's in trouble. He's cooked. He's I cooked. think he's. I think yeah. he's in. And you're going to get the canceled, canceled. That's just football culture, canceled. No, no. Well, football culture sucks. Then. Yeah. Right? Hey. It just sucks. Then. <laughs> it just sucks. Then. But um, it, it does fall into that category. I think it upsets you, but it does fall into that category. Is we're talking about a group of kids who probably have vendettas against a coach, which a lot of kids in college do, especially in sports. And it's like that happens uh, in all walks of life, though. Uh, of course it does. So, so therefore, it's playing out right here. It's probably these uh, none of the kids speaking or never been a captain. None of these kids have you know rushed or or received or been a huge part of the team. So they want to get this guy fired, which was in the ESPN article quoted. I just want to get this guy fired. I don't like Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah, but again, if an anonymous player, uh, if you this is going to come down to petty grievances, I think too. Like there's going to be some players pro Pat that are like, oh, this is a witch hunt, and then some players who are like, hey, this actually happened, but maybe they do have a vendetta against Pat Fitzgerald. Like it's. It turns into what he said. He yeah. said with all of this. But all I know is that I ultimately would rather be, this is me, would rather be on the side of what's right. If people were uncomfortable with this hazing, the nakedness, all of that, I'd much rather be on the side of, hey, Pat Fitzgerald's an institution at Northwestern, but that's not right. And I think he knew about it as opposed to the, Pat's our coach. Pat's our coach. And if it was going to be, if this was going to happen anywhere, it was going to happen at Northwestern because... Of Division One schools, you got to think it's bottom half of guys who actually go on to the league. They're there for an education, yeah. and they play football, and mm-hmm. there's guys with a brain within that. So if anybody was going to get called out, even if he is beloved, it was going to be Pat Fitzgerald because these guys have a brain, right? Yeah, I agree. Uh, there's a yeah. lot of schools that maybe you can't make that claim. Uh, what should happen to Pat Fitzgerald? There's a lot coming out. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Uh, there's never been another scenario in which we've talked about Northwestern college football ever. So nope. there it is. There it is. There they it is. It. They right made there for it you. They made it. they made it to this wow. show on ESPN West Palm. Congrats, Pat. Wow. If you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, need to see an expert in the field. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. When we come back, it's a Monday. That means it's a dog bleep Monday. Coach, coach, where are you? Where are you, coach? Coach, where are you? Um, no, it's dog Thanks, Coach Sala. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.